0: Welcome back. When we last left off, our outlaws fled the Cradle of Courts. The Hound of Tindalos howling in rage from within. The open-air desert provided a sense of safety and comfort from this thing that has hunted you for many, many days now. And you welcome the blistering heat as the late sunset here in the Spell Scar desert. Your airship is parked just a little bit away, maybe like a 30 minute jaunt or so outside the, the Tentacle Canyon. Giving you guys a minute to sort of patch yourself up and just give you guys a story beat before we head back to the ship and head back to Alkenstar. So the scene sort of opens. Kosawana was unconscious, but you guys managed to stabilize and bring him back. He's sitting there sort of silent, just kind of like sitting on a rock. He's got his knees kind of pulled into his chest, his arms sort of wrapped around as he just kind of stares idly off towards the setting sun in the distance. Definitely lost in thought and a little, little distant from you guys.
1: Likewise, I think Saruk is quiet and just kind of like still walking, trudging towards where the airship is parked. You alright, Ruffy? After
2: you patched me up, I'm feeling a bit better. Uh, alright. Not quite as soft as I thought, but uh, 6 out of 10 would pet doggo again.
3: mm no. Who's to say, like, you'd even go to the right place if if it killed you? Like, you could have been stuck at a timey-wimey, whatever. I
2: hadn't even thought of that. Would I become one of them priests of Bri?
3: I don't know. I'm just glad you didn't fucking die. Because then I would have, maybe, you know. And then I lean into whisper to Ruffy, because I wouldn't know what I would have done towards Kosoana if you died.
2: We got out of it fine, didn't we? Sure. And you still got Wybert, don't you?
3: Wybert's oh, just trudging along. Yeah. I couldn't even ride him right now. That would be nice. Then I actually give him. I packed two bulk into Wybert's booty, because I am encumbered.
2: (laughs) You know, he's not quite as big, but he can still fit quite a bit of junk in Wybert's trunk.
3: That was the goal, really. Hmm. But I do miss everything else that we brought. They're all up in there in the airship. Halbert, Taruk, how much longer do you think before we get there?
1: We'll get there when we get there.
3: Oh, bollocks. Time
1: is a construct. As evidenced by... Just nods silently and keeps walking.
2: Are we there yet?
3: Are we there yet?
1: If both of you stop that, I will buy you Chalky when we get back to Alkenstar.
0: be as quiet for the rest of the way. (laughs) The camera's held there, and as you guys kind of walk away from the camera, like silhouettes on the setting sun. Just like, are we there yet? And like, Daddy Saroo having to like chase <laughs> you and promise you candy when you get back to
1: home. <laughs> you're pulling away,
0: and you just can kind of see and like. up to Annie. What we see here is like the the lettering on the the screen gets big, and it's like you know Chapter Four, the Steaming Kingdom, which is the name of the last chapter of our adventure, and so. It doesn't take long. You do notice that when the sun does set instantly, the sort of wind chill dips considerably here. The The sound of a rumbling mana storm on the horizons, who knows what kind of crazy magic it might bring. How you can kind of hear and smell a little bit of rain on the horizon. So it seems like it's probably a good idea to get... Back to the ship or somewhere to high land, because you know that when it rains out here, this dry earth will just literally not absorb any of the water and it can flash flood in an instant. No problem, because there on the horizon, right where you left it, sort of hovering off the ground, anchored, maybe about like 10 feet floating over the surface is Second Kiss, the airship that you guys rode here all the way from Alkenstar. You can see the lights on from the inside the sort of engines are currently turned off and it's just being kind of hovered with its sort of gas-powered blimp on top and anchored to the ground so it doesn't float away it's like right there you guys can like easily make it there yeah like you you kind of stop take a moment your last chance you look back right this is the cradle course is your last chance before you kind of head home back to civilization um, is there's anything else you'd like to do in this moment, this would be the time. Otherwise, we can just go to the ship. I think Hal would start jogging towards the ship a little
4: hastily, and as he passes Sabruk, he's going to tap him on. Well, he can't really, well, he can reach his shoulder, but he's going to give him a little hit as he runs by, and he's just going to say, good job, Sabruk," <laughs> Kind of smile and run towards towards the ship
1: think sir, just turns and follows as
4: much as he likes the desert. It's uh, he's, he's happy to get out of this part of the desert.
0: And so uh, we kind of have this this Hal running. So following Kosawan is kind of like he's keeping up with you guys, but you can tell he doesn't have quite the happiness or pep in his step. And he's I think this is the first time you've probably noticed that he's come out of his shell a little bit. Seeing this airship here has sort of rekindled something inside of him. That, op- the, that engineer side of him as he sees this, you know, this sort of marvel and he's a little excited for that. You can kind of see his there's a little glimmer in his eyes being presented with a little bit of technology once again. And uh, as you guys sort of hustle up towards the ship, you you hear the like undocking of the door. So there's like a side door that opens and then there's like a sort of ramp that lowers all the way to the ground so that you guys can get in. And as the door, like, opens, you see, like, a little halfling man, like, kind of pop out and wave, like, made it. Somehow. Captain. He's like, oh, come in, come in. She's tied up with work right now and, like, waves you up into the uh, the, the ship.
1: Up, up we go. Yeah,
0: this is uh, Hiram, the halfling uh, businessman.
1: He's going to, like, immediately try to find where she is.
0: Why don't you give me a like? So I'm coming into the ship really quick. Like he he sort of like reaches out and he like shakes your hand as you sort of come in. Are well, you the first one up, Saruk, You think?
1: Mm, if Hal is like dead sprint to ship, he might beat me. But
0: definitely not sprinting, but just kind of a brisk jog.
1: It's probably like Hal then Saruk, then the.
0: So so he shakes Hal's hand first, and like uh, claps you on the back, and and then moves to the side so you can kind of come into the ship. But yeah you can come in so as you come in just you know like you're calling for the captain there's no immediate response you can go ahead and give me a perception check real quick as you call it here if you can see like where the captain is and like uh, Anita and and Ruffy are kind of coming up with Kosawana and uh he the Harem looks a little confused as hes sort of like we
3: got a we got a new friend here yes his name is G- Kosawana. Uh, he, he was really the reason why we're here in the p- first place. oh Kosawana,
0: oh, nice to meet you. As he like shakes, like takes that like, Kosawana's hand, and like he's like, oh, it's cold. Come on in, come on in, and ushers you all in. So Saru, you go in. You call, you call for the captain, like Captain Farah. She's not on. Like right when you guys come in is right where the the bridge is, and you sort of poke your head in there. And you don't see her and hear him. It's just sort of like, oh, she's uh, it's her turn to sleep. She's up in her bunk.
1: Hmm. Who's in charge right now then?
0: I guess that'd be me.
1: Can you fly this thing?
0: You're in a hurry. As he's like working on like like he's he's kind of struggling as a halfling to like turn the crank to like raise the the the, the bridge. I'll like lean in,
1: help him. Not in a hurry, but I know Pharaoh wanted to get out of here and our business is concluded.
4: Hey Refugeo, what was that uh channel you were listening to for all the music? Maybe you can turn go in the bridge and
2: turn that on again. So we're back in the airship.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're back in the airship. Everything's fine. Like Saruk's closing it. We got Hiram on the bridge. Yeah, what would be like the first thing like Ruffy's looking to do?
2: Hasn't said a word since since we uh first began, so he just walks in, heads over to the bar, and says, As much chalky as I want.
1: I heard that. We aren't back. Don't be like this. But also break out something. Find whatever you all want to drink. We deserve to celebrate. I start pulling out uh, the <laughs> I guess I'll just call them what they are. The assorted gems and valuable objects stolen from the Temple of Pride. <laughs> My conscience is clean. It's a temple of yogg God damn it.
0: Right? Like how bad? You can't feel that bad about nope. it, right?
1: My conscience is clean.
0: OK, so so so, Rook, you join, you like go and join Refy like on the deck.
1: Hmm. Just a quick like get this thing off the ground. Let's get back to alkin Star.
0: You see uh, Esthery, the sort of like halfling uh, woman, the the sister halfling kind of comes down the stairs as you go past. And she sees you guys kind of go out to the bar. She's like, oh, what are, what are we celebrating?
1: We're celebrating our victory.
0: And you sort of push past. And uh, so I have some reference to work out in the bar. I have, I'm not really sure what Halbert and Anita are doing before we take off.
3: Um, where Anita would have probably stayed with Kosawan a little bit to make some small talk
0: just randomly i did what I, I like dragged kosawana's token to a uh, a scene and it gives him one of those random adjectives. now we have a like, sexy kosawana
1: yeah he is <laughs>
0: <laughs> you see kosawana looks almost like he's like he's in here and he's like looking at the marvel of it all but like he's a little overwhelmed and he's sort of like just kind of standing right like by the inside and you see like um Hiram has noticed that he's like a little out of sorts and he doesn't like grab him by the shoulder because he's a halfling, but he sort of like kind of grabs him by the hand. He's like, let's get you something to eat, buddy. And it kind of pulls him into like a, a booth near, you know, this is the dining hall, so it was like a booth. So He kind of like pulls and sits with Kosawana in a booth and you can sit with him if you want her.
3: Yeah. And and like, as we wait for our orders, um, Anita would just look at Kosawana and ask, so what do you have planned when we go back to Arkenstar, because as far as I know, I think you ran away from the temple? Are you showing your face back to them? Um, or...?
0: Well, actually, I was asked to leave by a few months right. ago, so I'm not exactly welcome back there. I don't know. Seems kind of pointless at this point. Ironite's gonna screw everything up anyways.
3: So you made the formula for pyronite, and you just left it in your lab—is that correct? For anyone to grab?
0: Well, I mean, it wasn't like I—that was the plan or anything, you know. They—they kind of busted in guns a blazing, and
1: I—well,
0: mm. I was going to solve the problem my way, right? I go back in time and deal with the problem at its source. It wouldn't have mattered
3: i don't think so there's there's always like a rule when it comes to like time and space and like time travel even if uh let's say Gatobi never did it someone else would have humans or creatures are innately curious they always want something bigger better so at some point it still would have been made
0: i'm from the temple of bri you know like that's sort of our thing. We invent things. We kind of shape the future of Alkenstar. We'd have rules and regulations and people overseeing to make sure it didn't fall into the wrong hands, but an idiot like Gattleby can do it.
3: That sounds a little condescending, don't you think? Just because he's just because maybe Gattleby isn't like a follower of Bry. I'm not defending him, he's an asshole, but I guess.
0: I mean, in my experience, people that don't dedicate themselves to the rules and regulations and the lessons that we've taught are destined to do nothing but screw things up. Of course, he kind of gazes out the window. Yes, I ended up there anyways, didn't I?
3: Yeah, I was just going to say, but I'm glad that you realized that yourself. You're also this close you know, at at one point when I thought, like, my friends were gonna die, I really wasn't gonna hesitate on just offering you up to that time, dog.
0: Probably was the smarter choice, to be honest. I don't know why you guys stuck your necks out for me.
3: Saruk is a very, very good person. He puts us in line and Harbrandt is also a good person, Refi and I, however. I'd like to think I'm a good person, but I know them more than I have known you. They've saved me more. They've been there for me more, whereas you put us in that situation.
0: I didn't expect someone to come looking for me, or at least someone that wasn't my friends.
3: I mean, that's the nice thing about life, yeah? Like... Sometimes we always think we're alone and then we turn back and there's people looking for us.
0: Here, here! And he, like, hits his, like, hand. Like, this lass has got the cheer. Wherever you go, Kosawana, there's always someone looking for you. And he, like, kind of, like, tries to shake him out of his funk. How, Why this conversation is going on, what are you doing? You're the only one I'm not really accounted for at this point. Go say hello to all my friends. Which ones specifically? Like the friends Ooh. that are here, like your other friends? All their friends. Oh, you're going to Celeste's room. Take a nap. It's a long walk. How you head upstairs towards like the the cabins and such. Why don't you give me a perception check as you move through the the cabin? Tommy and oh, sorry. So Rook and Refi, you guys are on the bar once again. You guys threw the bartender overboard, so there's nobody like here that's like a server. So you guys are forced to like serve yourself and and. Anita is also waiting for someone to serve, but there's no one on the board. 29, you head up and you start heading for Celeste's room. I think you get up into the hallway and I think how you get a, a little like, almost like the hairs on the back of your neck, like stand up as you hear something that is very odd to you. That oddity is actually the absence of sound. It is dead quiet here on the ship. There's a lot of people on this ship. There's a lot of people that are constantly uh, talking, being boisterous, just generally living their lives. And this many people in such a compressed space, it's hard to get silence. And yet, as you step up into the top floor and make your way towards Celeste's door, absolute silence. Is there anything that looks out of place? With a 29... I think you look, you're, you're kind of like standing right near Celeste's door and there is the subtlest hints of forced entry around the lock, like a little bit of like splintered wood would almost look like somebody used like a crowbar to sort of pry the wood away to gain access to this door. And it hangs just ever so subtly not closed think
1: I
4: would probably pull my Kopesh and then have my shadow open the door. It's quiet, quieter silently. I want to slink, and
0: disappear if it's, there's no light coming through. Yeah. You sort of like use a shadow to open the door. It's, it's dim in here. It's night. So there's no light. You're able to do that. Your shadow sort of opens the door. The door sort of pushes open and you see lying in bed. Under the covers, kind of like blankets pulled up. The sleeping body of Celessa. Only she's not sleeping, is she? Very clearly across her throat. Her throat is slit and the pool of dark blood has gone all over her blankets. You stand here at the door. The corpse of Celessa lying in bed. I think Hal's
4: more worried about his friends. And he's going to go to the next door. And then you, you can cut back at that point. I think Hal, like, looks, sees it, and then he quietly goes to the next door.
0: Hal comes to the next door, and we see sort of sitting at the table, the laughing, smiling face of Hiram, the Halfling Merchant, sitting in a booth next to Kosawana, sitting across from Anita with Wybert sort of standing by, out on the back of the bar, just sort of relaxing, having a drink, catch, like, just sort of decompressing, Refi and Saruk. And we get a camera shot like under the bar of Hiram like, don't worry Kosawanna, wherever you go, there's always somebody looking for you. And his hand is like reaching under the table. And you see sliding out from a concealed holster a golden gun. I would like everyone to roll initiative for me, please.
3: The that are here? Wait, have we healed?
0: Yes, you can heal up to full. I don't think you've done that on your tokens. But definitely, you know, we did like a narrative level up. So go to level seven. And then
1: I feel like we do not have scouting. Ooh, this one probably not so much. Good call. I got that master proficiency. Let's go
3: 17, 21.
2: That's a 31 for Refi.
0: 31 for Esthery. Hiram's got a pretty low, but tied with Anita. We'll just say, like, for for Hal's sake, you look at Celeste's room, you see the dead body in the bed, and I think you, pro- you might even catch Hiram's voice at that point making some snide comment over the quiet of the ship. Would you like to stay up here, or would you like to head right down and be, like, on the stairs at the start of initiative?
4: I think Hal would continue to look to see if anybody else is here. Maybe there's somebody... In the midst of doing it since it just became dark so maybe he's thinking hey i'm gonna come up here and maybe i catch somebody in the act of doing something
0: perfect so i will i'll just roll an issue for you when it's your turn in initiative on the other map we'll cut back and see what you do
4: i'm battlefield surveyor so it gives me a plus two in addition
0: you got a 30 freaking six so congratulations Jeez. on that one awesome all right, so how you are first in initiative, you're upstairs, you're scouting, you're outside of of Celeste's room, but you wanted to check somewhere else. So, what would you like to
4: do? I'll go to the next room that I know of.
0: So, is this Celeste's room here or is it here? This is Celeste's room here where you are, the door open, you see her dead body here. I think how would um, Stride
4: interact to have his shadow open the door my my sword's already out so he would in the shadow would uh open the door see anybody see anybody in there
0: let's see so this room you would see another. there's actually another like sort of bound body uh not moving on the floor here and from the the look of the clothing it looks to be vashon Gaddleby.
4: And uh I think I would stride to the next room up ahead what's that I he, he can get to here right
0: yeah that's that's the sort of crew quarters crew is in
3: the goblin
0: uh the goblins sort of the goblins sort of sleep upstairs in the sort of engine room but that room at the very end was where that what was it? devil was that his name or um the guy you threw off the ship lucky
4: lucky so I think I would continue to stride here to look
0: just to see. You get all the way to the end. That door's wide open, and you peer in there, and it's completely empty. There's no one there.
4: Okay, that's uh three actions.
0: Back on the flight deck. Going slightly before Refy, just because Ty goes to the NPC. You look up Refy, and you see Esthery sort of, like, at the door where you guys are, and she kind of looks through the thing at you guys, and she gives you this weird-looking smile, as on the inside she sort of, like, deadbolt locks the door on you that's one action and then she sort of turns and strides back here and she's kind of standing at the table like kind of right at your side anita and you notice that for her third and final action she draws a golden like coat pistol like a dueling pistol that's solid gold out of her jacket that's all she
2: can do with her three actions I'm going to delay my turn, saying, Tusk, at that door fucking open.
1: Already standing up, chair is like knocked back.
0: Yep. Delaying the turn. All right, Saruk.
1: Hoki dokie. Well, since you asked so nicely, I'm going to run up to the door. I'm going to. Oh, God. Uh...
0: There's that sort of like glass window on it so you can see in that now she's kind of got up and she's got this golden pistol aimed right where Kosawanna
1: is. Got it. So, checking all of my skills and all of my everything, I borrowed the thieves tools that I no longer have, so why yes, I will get that door open, but I'm gonna do it with my backpack ballista.
0: Alright, we're attacking the door.
1: Very much. Should I? I don't know if you want me to roll to hit the thing, or...
0: Let's just roll damage.
1: All right, sounds good. So, second action, I interact to draw my. There's a part of me that wants to devise a stratagem and target the door. (laughs) Bam! Please roll well. Door takes 15 piercing damage.
0: Damage. I'm looking how much like wood, like a wooden door would have a hardness of like five with a broken threshold of 10. So, you deal 10 points of damage, which is exactly enough to sort of break through a thin wooden door so this isn't like a super high security door so the backpack also launches out and hits the door and it splinters into like a bunch of wood that like rains and kind of shatters inward down the the hallway in the middle of the ship but yeah that door is now non-existent i'm not even gonna open it. i'm deleting the door
1: i'd say drop your weapons but i think we're past that
0: yeah have one more action
1: I was I had to move there then I had to draw my weapon then I had to attack
0: oh that's right you did have to draw it that's right uh I'm guessing Ruffy you'd like to go next
2: I would damn I can't see them can I no
1: can't
0: see them from where you are no
1: Ruffy bumblebees
2: no I know but to have the free stride I have to be able uh, to see an enemy um... but I can still take out my pistol as a free action I think well,
0: what, what's the wording say? Is, is, what's the name of it?
2: Uh, into the Fray. It's my uh, drifters. So into the
0: Fray. So it says you can stride near an enemy you can perceive. I think perceiving is more than just vision. Sound-wise, you saw them. Like, you know generally where they are. It's not like you're not aware of an enemy. You. you know where they are and where they are. So in my opinion, you perceive where the enemies are and you can stride toward them.
2: I'm not gonna argue with the gift. Alright. It didn't say say C, it (laughs) says proceed. Alright, so I draw my pistol and I stride 25 feet. And uh, I'm going to shoot uh, this halfling woman in in the back of her head. Okay. Let's see. Alright.
1: Oh, nice! (laughs)
0: okay well 36 on the dice that's a critical hit 18 on the dice plus 18 yeah that's a crit
2: ah that's one on one of them
0: so 26 points of damage not quite the like center of the head shot that you'd like to completely brain her but it's a solid chunk it sort of like comes across the side of her head like you intended just doesn't fully blow her uh, she must make a forty-two save or become stunned 1. Uh, 14, so 27 just makes the save. So she's not
2: stunned 1. Mm-hmm. Second action, running reload. And uh, hmm. third action, I would like to...
0: Just pointing out how this is about the time when you're upstairs checking doors, you hear a gunshot ring out below.
2: Well, I see uh, her partner have any sort of weapon as well?
0: You can see he's going for something in his, under his coat, but he doesn't currently have anything out because he hasn't taken his turn. All
2: right. If I see him going for something. We spent a lot of fucking time getting this man out of that goddamn cradle. I nearly died. You're not fucking killing him. The only one killing him would be me, and I'm going to use cover fire on uh, that bastard halfling. So he either has to take cover or I get a plus to shoot him. If he takes cover, it affects his next shot too, right? Yeah, he gets a negative two circumstance penalty to any range attack.
0: This guy is not super brave or anything, so as he sees you coming in, yeah, he'll take the cover. All right. So I will fire. He ducks, he sort of like scoots down under the table just a little bit. To, like, hide from your shot, Ruffy. Yeah, he gets a plus two. There's AC.
2: That's just cover. He gets right. Mm-hmm. That's a 25. It's
0: not a crit, but it is a hit. I'll take it. Even even as he, like, hides down under the table. And damage. Oh, you know what I didn't do? I didn't roll for one.
2: Just gonna hide under the table. <laughs> Sexy Kosawana. <Kosovo. laughs> I'm just going to make him go after you since he didn't go yet. Yeah. All right. That is the end of my turn, though. I
0: think wanna climbs up over the back of the booth you guys are in and sort of jumps for cover, sort of behind here. It's going to take him like his whole action to sort of climb up and over the back of the seat and get here. And I think... yeah, I think his second action... I think his second action will just be to sort of take cover behind behind the wall. So he actually gives himself uh, cover. And in fact, he's going to just take... He's, he's not only taking cover, he's actually spending an action to take like greater cover to defend himself as much as he can back here. Because he's not a fighter. All right, Hiram. who he now has a penalty, right?
2: Uh, Yeah, negative two circumspect... So, negative two circumstance penalty to range attacks until the end of its next turn. So until the end of this turn, he has a minus two to range attacks. So Hiram
0: here is kind of like, the idiots led us right to him. We've been under your noses this whole time. Boss says, he doesn't come back alive. And from where he is, he tries to like shoot Kosawana. Through cover through all his penalty all right let's see uh two on the dice with a, a big penalty so it should be actually less than that because he has a minus two penalty so it's a critical miss on Kosovana. he fires wildly and it hits the booth and it, it doesn't doesn't work second action is to I guess the section action second action will just be to reload his dueling pistol which is a manipulate action, but no one has an opportunity
3: to attack near him.
0: I don't think Wybert doesn't have one, right? He didn't mm-hmm. get one at seventh level.
3: Unfortunately,
0: I think he sort of comes out of the booth and spins around here, right out in the open, with his gun ready, sort of pointed at Sawana again. But he missed with his one shot of the turn. Anita, you've watched all this unfold, and I think maybe the the adrenaline it's caused you to sort of see everything unfolding in slow motion but finally you snap out of it it's your turn to act
3: what the fuck she says and then um so she would know that kosawana kind of like went to towards this direction right she'd she saw that all right so first action quick alchemy for a smokestick uh second action throwing it to give kosawana cover right here so those four squares
0: our, how could I forget about our smoke sticks? <laughs> I
3: item in the fucking game.
0: Goes <laughs> up and, and s- makes a 10-foot square of smoke in this side of the cabin.
3: Yes, sir. And then uh, third action, I'm going to throw like a bottled lightning to this fella right here.
0: So you don't have... Do you have the... What is it? The quick throw that lets you draw and attack as a single action?
3: Oh, no, I don't. So for my third action, I'll just draw it.
0: Draw a bottle lightning.
3: Okay. Uh, draw a draw bottled lightning. And then Wybert gets a free action, so she'll uh he'll attack this lady right here.
0: Alright, Ruffy's providing flat footedness.
3: Cool. So Weibert smash on. Uh 24 to hit.
0: Yeah, that is a hit.
3: Cool. Four. 16 points of bludgeoning damage.
0: All right. Weiberg smash. It's a nice, solid punch. Uh, her face is, like, bloodied and bruised. She's getting beat up. She's looking rough, but she's hanging in there.
3: That's the end of my turn.
0: Top of the round, we go to Halbrent.
4: I think Halbrent's going to start running back after here's hears the gunshot. I got 15 more.
0: Come, oh, she, come down right the here. stairs. Yeah, she's right here. You can see the chaos unfolding. Yeah, running down the stairs.
4: I think he leaps the bottom half of the stairs with his Kopesh out, and he's gonna strike this person as he jumps down. Or uh there, well, can I no, because Weibert's there. Um, but yeah, here we go. Watch out. Watch out what Woo! oh that's I'm a natural 20.
1: good <laughs> uh, so good at pathfinder
0: i will say so so this is happening she is getting crit but i think as she's got her gun out and it's, it's been pointing at kosawana as you come running down the stairs she does get a reaction as you come down at her with your kopesh i think her sort of like panic like the weapon comes up towards you and she takes her shot of opportunity reaction which allows her to make a range strike at you as you move in her range. So your your crit will stand, but let's see if she can, you know, hit you on the way out. Hits by one. 26 hits. Okay. You're going to take 7 points of damage as the shot kind of glances off you and then your Kopish comes down and deals freaking 26 points of damage no no sorry uh 36 points of damage which is enough to kill her since you did not definitely didn't declare non-lethal or anything she's just run through
4: i think as his form almost changes shape as he he swells up and his snout grows a little bit as he looks like he's getting ready to go into his hybrid form but that is three actions strike strike strike.
0: she's not getting a turn the halfling
1: (laughs) the dead that brings us to saruk okay so sidelines are probably less than great right now i think first things first there has to be a roll 20 brain is lying to me about what macros are heck i can stride once to get there i'll go forward three and over one diagonally essentially climbing up into the booth i think i probably should still have Line of sight on this square. I don't know if these go like all the way to the ceiling. They
0: don't go all the way to the top. You still you definitely have line of sight down the hallway. Yeah,
1: tight. So then I don't have the action economy at the moment. Oh, God. I miss drawing a weapon as part of move action. OK, so he's still in 30 feet. I suppose action the second appreciate you. Yeah, uh, for my second action, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going I'm gonna... to read all of these abilities that I have and never use. That probably isn't helpful. I think we're just going to try to demoralize him And make sure all the things are ticked. Guess I should have left the gilding gutters as a fucking lead. Yeah. Oh,
2: so
1: eh. I the, the knight is young, but I'm going to hear a point that. What's okay, the worst yeah, thing? So I can-
2: same thing <laughs> same. how many times oh, does that no, happen too
1: fucking many
2: jesus it's not the worst technically i feel so bad because
0: it happens so much so yeah it doesn't work but take a hero point for double rolling the same number so, Gee, so another hero point to carry forward it just didn't work in this instance.
1: drop your gun and never fucking mind and then third action i'm going to interact to draw my Giselle and pass turn
2: right i would like to running reload
0: um, I think as you running reload, this triggers for Hiram. You give Hiram an opening, so he will use his Shot of Opportunity. hmm He will uh, strike at you. 21's going to miss. So the shot goes wide, flies like over you.
2: I'd imagine Raffy almost dodges it a little bit as he's running up. Say, ah. Daryl old, Daryl old Dad's standards have really dropped lately, haven't they?
1: Wait, what?
2: And uh I'm going to Hmm, how do I wanna do this? Uh I would like to Yeah, shoot him first for my second action. Using uh because he's no, he already shot. I'm just gonna shoot him straight up. He just
0: shot as he came up, yeah.
2: Yeah. But he still might try to shoot. I'm gonna use cover fire again. So I'm gonna point. You think I'm gonna miss? Grinning at him with bared fangs and my one red eye glaring.
0: So you're it, i kind of envision it you're shooting to sort of like keep him from going closer to Koswana, yeah. And he has to choose. Uh yeah, he'll take the you pop it in chat, but he'll take the cover file penalty.
2: Second action. 26 is a hit. Nine points of damage. And uh, I would like to do reloading strike for my third action. And because I did a range attack within melee range, he is flat footed to my next melee attack, which is this one. So let me put that in chat so you can put flat footed out there. And I will strike him at map. You know what? I'm going to use a hero point. All right, hero (laughs) point. Daddy
0: issues hero point. Oh, a little lower. (laughs) I'm going to offer you the same deal in this situation. You get a hero point back for getting screwed by the hero point
2: system. That's how hero points work. But uh, that's it on my turn. And he takes another negative two to all its range attacks.
3: Daddy issues.
2: All right.
0: From in the... The cover, Sexy Kosowana. So Kosawana is going to, from where he is in the cloud, you watch as, like, lobbed out of the cloud, like a Thunderstone, like, flies right at this halfling. You guys, he had one Thunderstone on him he never used against the time dog. So he <laughs> is going to try to Thunderstone. Oh! oh, my God, that's a critical hit.
3: <laughs> Look Bye. at him.
0: Bye. He has to pass the flat check because he is um obscured. So, Costawana needs to get a 5 plus Come on a D20. Hey. Yeah, he gets So as as he's like battling Reffi, this like Thunderstone hits him across the side of the head and like critically hits him. So it's gonna be 15 points of damage from the the crash on him. And then there is a boom a sonic outburst. That's sort of like the sonic damage that goes outward and sort of like splinters the wood back in a 10 foot kind of radius, which also catches Refi in it. So I need you guys both to make fortitude saving throws. Um, and Refi you're also gonna take the one splash damage. All right, Refi you are deafened till the end of your next turn. So the whole world just goes, Wink! and like you can't hear anything.
2: Rafi's just cursing at the top of his voice at K- Kosawana. Not able to hear himself. Just like, you mother fucker. <laughs> uh, again,
0: decides to... Uh, he's going to try to hide in the obscure condition he has. With an 11, you're all perfectly aware of where he's hiding. Um, but he does take cover um, once again. That's Kosowana. That brings us to Hiram. First action reloads. Second action sneers at you, Ruffy, as he dives into the smoke cloud. Kind of a he becomes obscured to you as he dives in with Kosawana between the smoke. And the third thing you hear is the uh, gunshot from within. Actually, you don't even hear a gunshot. I think you just hear. You hear scuffling as like he's he's basically like punching at him. He's gonna try to knuckle duster Kosawana. 31 is going to be a hit, but not a crit thanks to the cover Kosawana took. But doesn't he have to do a flat check? Mm-hmm. Yep. He doesn't need to flat check. Uh flat check succeeds. So he does hit and he deals a whopping eight points of damage to poor sexy Kosawana. <laughs>
3: <laughs> All right, so um Anita commands Wybert to get the fucker out of there. So Wybert's gonna, I'm gonna give Wybert two actions so he gets three. So can I do the shove action wherein, similar to Refi, he pulls him back instead of pushes him forward?
0: Yeah, we can try that.
3: Okay, so for the first action, Wybert's gonna move forward. And then shove. So here's Wybert's athletic shove check. with the
0: backwards pull. So we'll start with the athletics check. Actually, we'll start. We'll start with the flat check. Oh, the, the flat
3: check. You're right. You're field.
0: right. So let's see if Wybert can reach in at the right place.
3: Come on, Wybert.
0: Uh, yeah, no problem. Reaches in, grabs like the halfling, and now you can make the athletics check versus his.
3: Come on. Fortitude, I believe, for shove. Yeah, twenty-three.
0: Just what you needed.
3: Oh, cool! So that's a success. So that's five feet back.
0: I mean you and them like kind of get yanked out of the smoke, and Wybert stumbles out, and now Hiram is standing here.
3: And then he's gonna backhand this halfling with Wybert Smash for his last action.
0: It, it, there is a map on this because shove is an attack action. Yeah, but feel free.
3: Huzzah uh that's a 24. that's a hit <laughs> two uh for 15 points of damage dungeon damage and then what does Anita do Ah, oh, man okay i guess she'll go on overdrive i just thought of that now here you go crafting check Uh, 21. I
0: believe that's a failure at this level.
3: Because my heart wasn't in it. There you go. (laughs) That's it for my turn.
0: (laughs) Top of the round. Halbrant. Where, where is,
4: where, where are they? Where, where, where are they? As he starts On the other side of me. They're right there, Halbrant. Um, I think Hal wants to tumble through. As he strides towards this creature. Right, stride and then tumble
0: through. Well, tumble through includes the stride as part of it, so it's just a single action, but yeah.
4: Tumble through is an uh, acrobatics check, and I say acrobatics.
0: 28. That is a critical success. Yeah, I will say, um, as you tumble through, it does a lot. He does provoke his ability to shoot using his. Shot of opportunity because they never shot in his turn, so he'll try to take that before you kill him like you killed his sister. Oh, I think that's actually a hit. Yeah, that hits. Or twelve points of piercing damage. And you you
4: see as as Hal comes running down the stairs, he's like, "Where is where is he?" And as he tumbles through, and then he the the dark leathers turn to a really bright white fur as he. Turns around and now is towering above this person, and Hal is going to use.
1: Ooh,
4: we've seen that before. Mm. As I'm running, I release my sword as free action, as I just drop it out of my hands, and then I turn around and I uh, open my big mouth and chomp on his
0: head.
3: Your toothy maw.
0: <laughs> the toothy maw. I think his eyes go wide in horror.
3: Ooh, that's point. a miss. Yes. Yeah, hero.
0: Point. We need a hero point. That
1: is.
0: Hero point. See, he, that's, that's a hero a point. Post core. Two to nineteen. That's a critical hit. And a roll one. A roll one, but it's still a lot of damage. Um, he must make a fortitude save or be slowed. One. He makes the fortitude save, unfortunately.
1: All right, kids. Say it with me now, untap, upkeep, devise a stratagem. Uh, uh, And everything's even more. You know what? I got this hero point back. Surely I won't roll another goddamn 19. Will I?
0: (laughs) 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 Axiom is a prophet, because in chat before you rolled that, they said, no, no, no. Hero points are supposed to turn a fail into a critical fail.
1: Of course you did, (laughs) Axe. Thank you for that. That was helpful. Okay, so I don't have a shot. There are too many people. Uh, I think second action, Cirque's uh, going to go to where the person is cut and uh, doesn't say anything, but I'm going to just try to move through a wall that I can't. Damn this dining compartment. I'm going to try to stabilize them. I don't. I don't know if they're just like gone forever, but I'm going to just... Huck the medicine check at it.
0: I will allow you to uh, stay. Yeah, so uh, you're able to to stabilize her enough that she is no longer dying. She is just unconscious and stable.
1: Now it'll be my turn. All right, just
2: because I want to use it, uh, I'm going to use Drifter's Juke. So I'm going to forgo the first step, but I'm going to strike.
0: 20 two thanks to yeah that's a that's a hit
2: nine points of damage
0: so that is enough to knock him out i think your unarmed strikes are not lethal by default unless you have some feature
1: i think with Rafi they're lethal by default
0: oh that wasn't that wasn't doing person. i don't know why i just thought it was a uh
2: and my unarmed strikes are lethal by default because i'm a uh I took the Martial Artist Dedication.
0: You do? Okay, yeah. Oh yeah, no, no. So with 9 points of damage, that's enough. You, like, blow, like, blast and leave. Before he shoot. falls to the
2: ground, I step. I guess I can't step diagonally, huh? Never mind then.
0: But do it. It's Flavor. It's over. The fight's over. Do you your cool thing?
2: I was just going to go over into that space. And yeah, to make sure that he can't run back there. And keep hitting him if he was still up. But as I, as I disappear into the smoke, I just see him fall. I think um, with that,
0: the sort of threat is neutralized. Just just to point out, these are the same stat blocks you fought in the library so many mm-hmm. months ago when they kicked your butt.
1: Yeah, much easier mm-hmm. after we've done the fucking...
0: Yeah, how far you've come, right? The threat of combat ends. This guy is, is dead. So I like, you've managed to stabilize Estuary. I think, you know, Hiram has dropped unconscious, been killed. They were both killed lethally, but he's currently dying now. Like, Ruffy, Hal, are you guys finishing him off before Suryu get there? Are you just letting him bleed out?
1: I think so. has got a hand on wherever Hal cut the woman to stop her from bleeding. This is the information we need to find Mugland. And just pressure, 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 pressure.
3: What was that about dad? Um, Anita is stuck, like, just looking to where Refy turned into and where Halbrant went, and then.
0: Hal just jumped off the ship. I think Hal,
4: I think Hal runs into the, into the night, into the desert. Oh, he really
0: does, okay.
3: Oh, because I was going to say Anita follows Hal.
0: Will you follow Hal off the ship out of the night?
3: I don't know where that he was going to go out in the night, but he's, she was going to follow him
0: at least run towards the door and see him scurrying off how are you just like running off into the desert night
3: i think
4: so like after like this overtook him a little bit and like the what they've gone through and then suddenly they're back here and these people are like double crossing them and when when it's time to kind of relax and the people you know who Hal by nature is a protector and all these people have died so now he's like gonna go do
0: his thing so, Anita, you watch. You run to the door following him. He's off into the night. You're kind of standing in the door. Do you follow? Do you stay?
3: I follow for as far as I could, but Anita gets to, into her senses and figures out that Hal is so much faster than her. So she quick alchemies like a beacon and then just <laughs> shoots it up just to let him know that she tried to follow him before heading back in.
0: Back in the ship. Uh, Ruffy, Saruk, Saruk, Saruk your you're statement you, you keep an estuary alive and you're asking Refi about the father thing
2: mm-hmm. so Refi steps out of the smoke not even looking back at Kosawana Saruk yells this out and as Refi steps out of the smoke looking around all he sees is the s- Saruk going like this and just ringing in his ears because I'm still deafened.
0: I think it was just until the end of your turn, so at least it's gone away. Like mechanically, you you can hear again. It's just you probably are like kind of drowned out. Everything's muted a little
2: bit, but you can hear again.
1: Ringing in your ears fades. What was that about dad?
2: So I step over dead body. I don't finish him off, but I I make no move to help him either. Holster the dueling pistol. Ah, right. Don't think I've ever told you this, but uh, for all intents and purposes, you could say Ambrose Mugland may be sort of a father figure to me. And I, as I walk past Saruk and I'm I'm like yelling this almost, like, because I can't really hear. <laughs> like my volume isn't quite equalized yet. And I walk back to the bar to get drinks as I just casually say this.
1: Yeah, I think. Can I, like, get off this woman and, like, she's
3: not going to bleed out and die? Well, I, I, I got I got, I got her, through, and then I continue where he leaves off. I'm just going to follow
1: behind Rafi then. And that's how you're wrapped up in all this?
2: Pour, like, three of the sweetest liqueurs that I can find into a glass. Two glasses. I, that's how I'm wrapped up in all this. Well. Throna, you could say. I could get into all this now, but uh, it's really what we want to be talking about at this moment.
1: It is. I've been trying to crack the puzzle that is you for as long as I've known you. Saruk, like, rikers one of these chairs. Out with it.
2: Fair enough. Annie, you want a drink?
3: Uh, yeah, sure, I'll follow. I'm just finishing up with this lady.
1: Take her weapons, put her somewhere secure.
3: I actually do, like both of them. Like I'm going to grab all their stuff.
0: They have dueling pistols that are like solid gold, golden color, and they each have uh, tucked away. They have a golden silencer as well. You should be able to loot their bodies for real, but they do have this sort of
2: golden silencer that can screw on the end of it. Golden
1: silence
2: PP7? So I pour I hand Saruk the drink I'm trying to copy Lucky's drink that Raffy actually really liked I've been trying to copy it since we threw him off the ship but I'm just I'm just taking any, anything that smells sweet and just pouring it and mixing it together I hand you the drink So what do you want to know? All of it All of it All of it That's a long story
1: We've got a long trip back
2: Guess we can kind of gloss over the beginning parts you know Typical. Typical story of Alkenstar. Orphan. Never knew my parents. Stuck in some godforsaken orphanage. Forced to work in fact the factories. On Smokeside. Figured I didn't want to end up dead at the age of... Tender age of seven. Or losing a limb. So I ran away. Lived on the streets for a while. Thieving. Doing what I could to survive. Still, uh... One day, I guess I pickpocketed the wrong or right person, depending on your perspective. I was caught. Thought for sure that my number had been punched, but instead, the halfling man that I tried to pickpocket started to laugh, brought me back to his home, trained me, and raised me. I guess some people would argue about the raisin part, but uh, that halfling man was Ambrose Mugland. Trained me to kill for him.
1: From the age of seven.
2: I mean, I I didn't kill anyone for him until I was at least ten, so.
1: There's a very clear... The wheels of starting to push back on that start to spin up, and then they stop.
2: One night... Mugland called me over to his office said that uh, someone was wanting to duel him and as it was my job to to be a stand-in for any duels that I was to head over to the Fingers over there in Skyside and I would find the man on one of the penthouses who wanted to duel wouldn't be the first time some uh upstart thought that they could take on Mugland so I headed over got to the fingers was up, shown to the penthouse security was lax these kind of things uh, late at night you know gold is passed around and certain uh, measures are taken for these kind of activities man was there the description I was given by Mugland seemed a bit odd though a bit sluggish wide eyed if he was drunk that's not my problem not ready for the duel shot and killed him before he even had a chance to draw before the smoke cleared for my pistol I was blinded by light I hear blaring from all directions that I was under arrest for killing a shield marshal.
1: That sounds incredibly familiar.
2: Before I could make too sense of it, they fired upon me. I tried to take cover, stumbled back, and fell to what I thought would be the end. But wouldn't you know it, a kind old Orcish doctor found me in the trash heaps being taken away from Skyside. I was still alive. Barely. That's... how Kojak and Annie found me. I think you know pretty much the rest of the story from there.
1: I do. I won't say that I'm sorry because I think you would think I'm patronizing you. Rather, what I'll give you is what you've had this whole time. Stands up, extends, hand. We'll find the bastard.
2: Wouldn't you know the voice that I heard out calling from that blinding light? We've heard before, or we've heard again after, I should say. Do it, Steve. Do it. I can almost hear her yelling out in my head.
1: Far away, somewhere.
0: (laughs) I wasn't wasn't mentally prepared for
1: this.
0: (laughs) I really am not mentally prepared for this one second.
1: You are under arrest for the murder of that guy over there who was a shield marshal.
0: Trying to to get my my French accent back in my voice. (laughs) Farewell. Jack blows the smoke from the end of it.
2: It was Angelique Lovelace, and I shake Zeruk's hand. I have no doubt we'll get the bastards.
3: We will. Halbret, he's not here.
0: How long is Hal gonna be off in the desert for? Like for a while?
3: I
4: imagine probably for a while. He's gonna forage for some lizard
1: tails.
0: <laughs> is that how he decompresses
1: stress eating
0: so there, I think I think we'll just do like a bit of a montage here as you guys kind of go through the ship.
3: shipgadoby's oh, dead
0: you sort of come up to the to the rooms and you see um the door that Hal's already opened and you see Celessa dead throat slit in her sleep in her bed you see vashon gattleby hands bound and tied at the Wrists behind his back, shot dead. (laughs) You see the uh, the co captain, uh, dozen dozen drakes, the like happy go lucky, nothing ever gets me down. Shot dead, killed. Find Farrah Winslow, bound, gagged, but alive. Her captain's quarters up in the engine room olby has survived gelbin has not a bare minimum keep this thing lote has been left alive along with your bodies and along with Kosawana. know the last thing we sort of see with this like kind of like silent montage thing is like Esthery, who's been kept alive barely brought to consciousness I'm assuming you guys have her bound, but her eyes open and you guys, you know, whoever's going to be questioning her be like standing like right over her. As she wakes up, her eyes look around as she realizes what's happened. And she just smiles wide.
3: Hit her, Wybert. Do you
1: want to take point on this? Because I'll let you.
0: You did find in her in her pocket, though, um, why she was unconscious when you were going through it. Besides what you looted off her body, there was this sort of strange crystal that you had found, Anita.
1: hmm
0: um, Its function is something very similar to what you'd use back in Blithir, which is to say it's like a voice recording zone that can record and playback sounds. And as you play it back, you hear your voices, the outlaws, at Kosawana's workshop. You hear your voices on there talking about going after Kosawana 227. And it fades out.
2: Did Annie heal both of them?
3: No, just one.
2: Yeah, I
0: think only Esthery survived.
2: All right, so Refi's not going to do any of the questioning. But what he does do is he drags her brother or the her partner. He doesn't know the relationship of them. Dead body up into the booth across from her. And just sits arm around the dead corpse drinking across from her.
1: And I think, like, partially because Anita has grabbed the reins and I want to see her do this, and partially because we're now on, like, 20% of a fucking airship crew, I think Saruk is going to spend the time just familiarizing himself with how a ship works, taking care of the people who are alive, and prepping for his, I guess, helping fly this thing back to Alkenstar, And also, like, giving Refi the space to process. I think there's a, he wouldn't say it out loud, but if the the camera could see the front of his face, it's a like it's concerning, it's not good at all and it's going to end somewhere that's a million miles from Savory but so are the Gilded Gunners and so are Alcanstar at large. So if there's some nugget in there for the traumatized child that grew up to be a fucking assassin, then so be it.
0: And I think maybe as we go to break, we just you just hear the last thing you hear the face of black is like like hit him again, Wybert. The, smash, thud, yeah, the thud of just like robotic hands smashing on like flesh, uh, and we can aid to break. We're waiting for that bombshell to drop for a while.
1: I bet you have, Steve. Jeez.
0: So yeah, I like they they were gilded gunners, and when you guys were recruiting people at the thing, and they knew about you guys from the workshop. They slipped in and has have gone relatively unnoticed. Although I will I will say, uh Reficule constantly like I said, don't trust the halflings, the whole like air trip. And it was like, not all halflings are bad, Refu
1: manifesting.
0: These ones actually were the only real sign that you that you would have known that anything was wrong is that they had golden guns packed away in their suitcases the entire time. With orders to not let Kosa wanna return. Alcanstar, but luckily, despite everything, Kosawana has survived. You guys are bringing him back to Alkanstar after
2: all. We just swapped out Gattelby for Kosawana.
1: I said this on our Discord, but I'm going to say it's so a Twitchkin here. I realized when we got back to the ship, oh, wait, kosawana and that dude he's beefing with are on the same boat and they have to be on the same boat for several weeks. Oh, no. But now this.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we kind of traded Galloway for Kosawana. So.
1: We don't trade lives.
0: You, pro- <laughs> you, um, you had to promise, Phoebe, that you would not let anything happen to YouTube when you took him on this mission. <laughs> uh, so while we're at break, uh, go ahead and take this time to support us here at Recall Knowledge. You can head over to twitch.tv slash knowledge and give us a follow. Uh, we have subscriptions. If you have Amazon Prime, send it this way. We'll take it. Over on YouTube.com slash recall knowledge, a great place to subscribe. No cost, get access to all our previous shows, notified of all upcoming shows, etc. etc. And uh we're gonna be back in about 10 minutes with more Outlaws of Star. so don't go anywhere. Cradle of course is being left behind. They're gonna pick up the pieces from this sad moment. Guys, we got exciting stuff around the corner because this chapter is called the Steaming Kingdom. I can't wait to, to show you guys what's happening just 10 minutes away, so don't go Steaming, anywhere. is for sure. Well, to be fair, all this trauma is just trauma that I put on you guys.
1: Ah, bolts. <laughs> sort of.
0: Sort of. It's a, it's a logical conclusion of who
2: was recruited on the airship.
0: We'll be back. Never we'll be back enough. in 10 minutes. Never,
2: Never trust a half.
0: And we are back. Second half of this episode with Anita questioning, in heavy air quotes, estuary. There is this sort of, like, before we see anything, we just kind of come back from commercial break with a black screen, and it's just the thud of, like, robot on, like, on flesh. They hit him again, Wybert, and then the, like, the sort of, like, fades in. There's just a close-up of a, like, bloody, like, tooth missing. You know, she's sitting there. She looks really horrible, breathing heavily, I spits out some blood and like looks up at Anita. Like, haven't even asked me anything.
3: Oh no, that was for Vash and Gattleby. Before I continue, Ruffy, do you know who this person is?
2: No fucking clue. All right. Do you know who she is? As I turn towards her dead partner. <laughs> That's right. I forgot we had that and I shake. I turn his head.
3: That's perfect. That means I I don't need to hold back. So, you work for the Gilded Gunners, correct?
0: Well, genius here, aren't you? College chick, right?
3: Mm-hmm. No. Alright, so why was it necessary to kill everyone else on this ship if you just wanted to kill Kosowana?
0: Got in our way. Can't have them poking around that, that sheriff. Well, we both know she had it coming, right? Shield marshal. Celessa, come on. This one would have done it if not us. Like, motions over it, Ruffy. We just shake
2: her dead partner's head again. No. And take a drink.
3: So, I wanna here. Come over here. Stop hiding! Come on, sit down here.
0: Asuwana so does the teenager thing where he sulks over and like just sits, won't even like. He's like looking away; doesn't want to make eye contact with what's going on here.
3: So our friend over here that we just rescued from the cradle of the courts, right, has said that your friends have maybe picked up a copy of the pyonite formula. He just left on the workbenches of his lab. Have you heard anything about that? Better tell the truth.
0: Doesn't matter now, does it? What do I have to lie? Yeah. Yeah, they got it.
3: What are they doing with it?
0: She smiles. No answer comes.
3: Raffi, do you remember that gig that we did for Miko? ...with that accountant that started embezzling his money.
2: The accountant, the accountant. ha! <laughs> great. Right. Bit of a mess that was, came, ended up.
3: Yeah, I believe you said that... ...they didn't need their hands anymore, is that correct?
2: Hmm. Hands. Toes. Ears. I mean, what's the point, really?
3: Then as Rafi's saying that, I reach over and grab like her hands and look at the fingers.
0: So let's let's do a coercion check here.
3: Can Rafi take the lead on that
0: one? (laughs) So coercion is an intimidation check against the targets. Uh, Will DC.
2: And again, as I'm pointing out each of these body parts, except for the toes, I don't want to go down there. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm like playing with the dead, the corpses uh, hands and like pulling on his ears to make his head go back and forth.
0: Take a plus two dead brother circumstance
2: bonus. All right, intimidation. Yes,
0: it is in fact her actual brother.
2: Brother bonus.
0: We'll see how well you're able to coerce.
2: That's a twenty-nine.
0: So well, that's a success, not a critical success, but it is a success. You break her. All right, all right, all right. Leave, leave my brother alone. Uh, my hands. We don't need to go that far. I don't think you can stop him anymore anyways. It doesn't matter. What are they doing with it? You got big plans, big payday coming. Heard of, uh, you heard how expensive we are, right?
3: I mean, with the upkeep of your equipment, sure.
0: Old guns ain't cheap. You have any idea how much gold-colored clothing I have to wear? Not, not to mention all the honey. Is this one going on about honey? Like, it just looks right at you With
3: the bumblebees. But go ahead.
0: Fine, Mugland. Well, let's just say he didn't have enough money to cover our finder's fee. So we're sort of holding this Pyronite as collateral. If, uh, if it all shakes out and things work out, we'll pull a job. Muglin and us will be square. Fails, well. Sabrosa's got other plans for for Muglan.
3: Sabrosa, so uh, Anita looks at Ruffy. Is that name familiar to you?
2: Make an underworld lore check. It's the queen bee. Her real name's Beyonce. I
3: don't fucking know who Beyonce is Ruffy. I'm more of like an indie fella. <laughs> okay.
2: Blind GM roll. Hatcha.
0: Blind GM roll it is. Yeah, you've heard the name before. Sabrosa's her last name. It's it's Sabrosa... Sorry. Sabora Sharkosa is her actual name. She is a... Not only is she... Her name instills a lot of fear and power in the underworld. Uh, She is a... practitioner of the martial arts as well and she is in the running for being one of the most feared duelers in all of Algenstar and I think that's where Ruffy knows knows Sabora from is you know you've heard her name on the circuit in some of the the sort of circles that I come up but you never had the pleasure of meeting you've just heard some people say she's even faster than you um, and now, apparently, she has risen to become the leader of the Gilded Gunners, based on what this person is telling you.
2: And I cast exposition and say all that.
0: She's the one that's the gold, really. It's, it's kind of her first thing, the status symbol.
3: You mentioned earlier if it works or not. So I'm assuming you mean the Pyre Knight. So, how would you know that the formula that you took from. Oh, what's his name? Kozawana's lab really is the one. Are you testing it out?
0: He looks around at the ship and her dead brother.
3: Not you, idiot, but your group.
0: Listen, we've been with you guys for what? Going on six, seven days now? I don't know what the fuck they've been up to back home. But yeah, my guess is they've got it working by now.
3: You're not hearing anything from this talisman right here that keeps playing our voices?
0: That's just a clockwork spy we use sometimes. Placed a few of those in Kosawana's lab in case someone came looking for him. One of them buzzed on home, brought us your voices. Heard you talking about an airship of some sort. So we skedaddled over and found you. We were told in no uncertain terms, Kosawana's not to come home. I would let you live, Maybe
3: let us live. Look at this. Did you hear that, Ruffy?
2: I did. I did. didn't know she was a comedian as well.
3: So Anita sits back on the booth and just continues looking at her. She tells Wybert to power down and then she thinks for a minute. You know, before, before I've met Saruk and before I've met Halbrant, I really wouldn't have a problem Getting rid of you. Actually, I I would have had a conscience about it because of my dad. However, my best friend over here has no problem.
2: I don't have that anymore. I tip my horn.
3: (laughs) 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 What makes the possibility of mercy very complicated is that the people you killed has made it very personal for lots of the people that are left alive on this ship. The other one hasn't come back yet. I don't know if he's going to be able to bring you mercy. However, it's safe for me to assume that he's a little bit more forgiving than I am because he's let my best friend live. So we're going to wait and maybe try to vote democratically for where your life is going to end up. My vote is for you to stay here in the desert make, you know, have you fight for your life.
2: I don't know about that, Annie. Maybe we wait till we get airborne. See if she's feeling lucky. (laughs) Number one,
0: we all know the big green guy is not letting you kill me. He already tried once and he saved me.
2: Oh, we need information.
0: Even if I survive, the borer won't let me come back. My days are numbered. She like glances out the window like, kill me, don't kill me.
2: I mean we could see if Kosawana remembers the the uh formula for Pyronite. Test it on her a bit right
0: that's nah, too quick how many times have i told you i don't want anything to do with the bloody stuff okay points up his glasses
3: all right you can go out
0: it'll be the ruin oh. thanks mom And like stumbles back upstairs
2: next time watch where you're throwing the fucking stones
0: uh, as Kosawana like f- stumbles away, he kind of goes to wherever Saruk is and like leans his head into the door and says like, they're talking about killing her just, just so you know.
1: So in the intervening space, is Farrah conscious slash can I make her conscious? She's conscious.
0: She's, she wasn't unconscious. She was just bound and gagged and tied up. So she's, she's, she's able to be healed and she sort of is. Grief stricken, stricken and everything that happened in most of her crew being off. But she is, she's a tough cookie and she's not, you know, trying to let her. So she's getting the ship ready for takeoff. And she's basically ready to take off as soon as you are at this point.
1: Okay, got it.
0: Quietly on the bridge, like turning dials, checking everything, seeing what they screwed with.
1: I think at some point, we're in like pull gag out of her mouth, cut her free. Get it going. I'll get you the rest of the way. When we get back, I'll try to find something to make this right. I'm not surprised, but I am sorry. I'm just like.
0: You can see the words are like weighing on her heavily, but she just kind of lights up her cigarettes. I'm too old for this shit. You and me both. Is it worth it?
1: Yes. Is a just a glance. I'm not going to take the then Here's Kosawanna and I'll start jogging back.
0: Yeah, so you see guys who are coming towards this conversation, but they they've kind of they're willing to like talk and answer any questions you have. But like there doesn't look to be any actual fear of death in their eyes because they realize their days are numbered.
1: I'm just going to shoulder check the door open. You are my path to Ambrose Mugland. Can you get me there? Probably. Hang on, hang on before she answers. I did the thing. I just gotta roll diplomacy about it. Oh, pointed question. Pointed hey, question!
0: <laughs> Alright, make a diplomacy check.
1: Okay, finally I can roll. 34.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a critical success.
1: Oh well. They must directly answer my question. They don't have to tell the truth, but a big bonus if they lie to me
0: of snickers a little bit like i mean you'll probably take me to Sabo- sabora i could set up a meeting back at our hideout
1: who is sabora
0: boss lady sabora sharkosa
1: the head of the gilded gunners you can set up a meeting
0: anticipate if i show up and kosawana is not dead then there's not going to be much of a conversation.
1: Here's what's going to happen. You'll set up a meeting. It'll be somewhere that we designate and we'll have a nice conversation that ends with a nice conversation with Mugland. That is the only outcome. Yes or no, can you make that happen?
0: Starts like running some thoughts through her head. She kind of looks around. She's like, I, I suppose that's possible. And then at the other end of this, I get to walk.
1: Uh, let me... That cut out a bit, but I want to... Just quickly adding all the things, checking all the things. That would be a circumstance bonus, wouldn't it? Boo. Uh, you know, I don't believe her. This has a plus four bonus on it from the critical success.
0: As as you watch her talking and you watch her turning her options in her head you believe her that she is doing what's in her best interest to save her own skin. And you do feel like she will, she is telling the truth that she will probably go through setting up the meeting, but there is a sense of the first chance she got to like, just make a break for it. She's probably taken it. Like if you just send her off and say like, Hey, go set up the meeting. You'll probably never see her again, but if you are able to sort of keep her in line, yeah, you don't get any sense that she's lying to you about doing it.
1: Fine, but it's on our terms, under our supervision, and if you double cross us, I'll rip your throat out with my own tusks. We understand each other? Murderer?
0: I almost believe that. She laughs. You got to You got yourselves a deal.
2: What do they call
1: you? Tuss? just turns, walks out of the room.
2: I'm a bit curious about something. You said that Muglin didn't have enough to pay your fees. Can you explain that situation to me?
0: I mean, I'm not in on the money decisions, but word around the guild is, yeah, he uh, couldn't afford the, the price tag that Sabora quoted him. He's, uh, guess you could call it a hostage at this point? He's, uh... He's holed up in our base. Boris has got him on a short leash. All of this... is settled.
3: And why did he need the services of the Gilded Gunners in the first place?
1: I assume that conversation is loud enough that in the hall that can be heard, so Saruq is going to turn around. Wait, what? You have him Hostage?
0: Ah, sort of a hostage. Uh, to be quite frank, uh, I'm pretty sure he's in this situation because of you
1: lot. Sucks to be him.
0: Do not foil his plans. We're, I, I assume it was you at the bottleneck bridge.
1: Sucks to be him.
0: Assume it was you that stopped Dewey Daystar.
1: Correct. And he can die mad about it.
0: She can't stop it. Like, yeah, he uh, he went the cheap route. That
2: didn't work. He had to come for the best.
1: Should have gone for the brass gunners. Rolls eyes. Oh,
2: that's what happens when you rely on hired help.
0: We are paid very handsomely for
2: our efforts. Uh, Unlike. And you did very well here. Didn't you? You did great. And I nod her brother's head. Yes. (laughs) I'll give you that.
1: Why are you still if he's if he's held up, you have him in your wherever it is you all live. Why are you still doing his dirty work? You have all of the cards in your hands. You cannot be that stupid.
0: Well oh, we had a we had a contract.
1: Oh, OK. Maybe you can be that stupid.
0: I mean, you really think what? You build reputation in Alkenstar by turning on the people that hire you?
1: I think that's par for the course, yes. Maybe I just haven't seen enough.
0: Well, you're not entirely wrong on that one, but there's a reason why we have the reputation we do, the reason we command the price that we do. So until his debt is settled, Mugland is a, let's say, political prisoner.
1: And you can arrange a meeting with your boss on our turf to release him to us. Because the more you're talking, the more this feels ludicrously unlikely.
0: I can't promise what she's going to say when she meets you, but yeah. I can at least put you in the same room together. What is your plans, anyways?
1: My plans? I'll tell you. My plans are to not tell you what my fucking plans are. How?
0: Well, we're on the same team now. I, I'm casting my, lie my with you?
3: There's a look of shock in Anita's face, but like she's trying to hide it.
2: Refuge just smiling ear to ear.
3: We're not on the
1: same team. You killed people who didn't deserve it. The only reason I don't end your life right now is you can get myself my associates, to people we need to get to. Maybe, theoretically, or you're just talking out your own ass to try to buy yourself some more time. No, we aren't on even the same playing field.
0: I mean, if anyone else wants to just do a sense motive here, feel free to do a secret perception check. But at the very least, Ruffy or um, Saruk, you don't get the sense that You get the sense she'll do anything she can not save her own skin at this point. Is really what it is.
2: Refi will never believe another halfling again. So, (laughs) Anita, uh, similarly,
0: you you believe that you know she will follow through with what she's promising to do.
3: My question is: Do we really need her? Because we have Refi over here, who knows absolutely everything about Mugland.
1: Correct, but we don't have someone who's working for the faction that has Mugland in their backyard, apparently. It makes it a step easier.
2: I've always wondered who was faster me First or Shakosa.
1: And you can figure that out when we arrange that meeting.
3: How about Asaruk said, we'll put you on tight leash. We'll confer with our Handler. If she has any connections and you are deemed unnecessary anymore, then we'll vote. But right now, you really need to prove your usefulness because no one here is going to fight for you. Just glaring at her.
0: Yeah, she knows. She's like, I'll come up with a plan. Um, and and I, I'm assuming her hands are, like, bound, you know? She's like, Anyone got any paper? And, uh... Go do these.
2: Depends. You know how to make a drink.
0: can manage. Uh, she will attempt to... With her bound hands... Make you guys a round of drinks. So, I think narratively, to it, like... You know, an undetermined amount of time passed. But, like, how... Hey, Hal, we're like, there's like a Anita on the bow of the ship with a spyglass. And then we probably see Hal on the horizon at some point. How long would Hal be out? You tell us.
4: Probably several hours. And they would hear the, the howls throughout the night. He's coming back before the morning, but he would hear several, they would hear several howls and then they would hear answering howls. And then if Anita's up there looking, she would see the light reflected in his eyes from the light of the ship but then she'd also see other the same way following him towards the ship and he would approach the ship still in his beastkin form and he would go and he would probably see if refecule's still up or having a booze or having a drink ask him or at least if he's still playing with the head he would take the head from refecule and grab the body and go throw it out in the desert and then he would go back up and take celeste's body and take it out and throw it in the desert and then he'd gesture to the 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 prisoner whoever might be watching over them this one too he would take the other person who didn't make it the the other captain he'd probably hit up there and say this person had family if not his friends were hungry
0: uh he did he wasn't married no kids but he had a you know he had a girlfriend back home Actually, Farrah would say he has a handful of girlfriends back home. Didn't like to be settled down.
4: He would pass and then he'd find out if they're with a prisoner. What they're going to do with the prisoner. Whoever be deciding their fate. He'd probably see, come to Sarug first. What are you doing with her?
1: The gunner lives. They have Mugland. That's our path to him. Our esteemed guest is going to arrange a meeting with the head of the gunners from there. We'll see. For now, they live.
4: And then I think Hal would come back out and he'd drag the, the bodies out into, oh, at least away from the light. And uh, you'd hear the sound of other wolves and perhaps their young beating on the dead. And he would come back in and head back to the bar.
3: Uh, when How starts dragging the the bodies out, like on the, maybe the second one, Anita will stop in and go, Hout, can I help? Please? No. All right.
4: I need to do this myself. we would finish the job and then go back in and then kind of change, change back. To the way he was and just sit on the edge um staring out over the edge uh, of the open area to look at the pack taking advantage of their newfound meal
1: what about gattleby
4: baby said he had to come back so well she also said he needed to be we were guaranteeing his safety so I'm not sure he had a a girlfriend, right, Anita?
1: Yeah. Maybe we tell the Church of Bri that there's a... I don't know. If someone came to a Church of Majagua and told me that there was an eldritch being that was masquerading in a Church of Majagua somewhere, I'd pay a lot of really good money to keep that information from getting out until someone oh, I don't know, like me, has time to go back and tear the building apart brick by brick. And maybe that's enough to get that old bastard back into his body for a little while.
4: I think I think we at least fed the youngins, at least for
0: I think there's a shot here of, like, Kosawana. You guys are talking about Galloway's fate and Coastal- Galloway's dead, you know, and Kosawana kind of leaning against the wall, watching his dead body. Almost better this way, right? No, not season.
1: at all. That's not... Just because someone invented technology doesn't mean that people, including Gatelby, can't do better things with it. And again, if this would get through your head, if not Gatelby inventing Pyronite, it'd be someone else inventing Pyronite or someone else inventing something else. You cannot stop the march of innovation... or You cannot stop the march of innovation you can only affect its outcome. Don't. How can you be so naive?
0: I've seen things. I know of things within the temple. I never saw the light of day because they were deemed too dangerous.
1: Yeah, congratulations. Your church is a little corrupt. They tried to kill us. You we were preaching to the choir.
2: By the way, it wasn't Gattleby. That led Pyronite out, out into the world, was it?
1: Also true.
0: Ooh, that's a good stinger on this, of <laughs> Oh, so he takes some emotional damage on that one.
1: Most emotional
2: damage. damage! And, um, I, uh... I don't let our... Our guest... or Hala a drink. I, refi will stop her grab a bottle himself, and pour for Hal.
0: Yeah, I think um, when you make that, like, jab at about he's the one that let Pyronite out. It's like the worst punch, like a worst mental punch you could have given him in that moment. And I think it physically like stuns him for a second and he realizes you're right
1: before he has the chance to open his mouth and before he goes, I stuck my neck out for you. I stuck my neck out for you for a couple of people who would have just as soon sacrificed you to a hound of Tyndalos to save our sorry asses. And I'm sorry you're mad. And I'm sorry that your goddess has forsaken you. And I'm sorry that life has led you to the choices that you made that made all of that happen for you. But get your fucking shit together. Alkenstar needs people like you stop brooding.
0: Okay, let's see. I think I think this is the moment that is probably going to heavily define Kosawanda's future. Ooh. Right, because he is in this kind of weird mental state. Let's see. This isn't re- this isn't really a course. This isn't really like like what? What kind of actually? Feel like I am mean? making
1: a request. I'm just being kind of mean about it.
0: I think so. I think you're right. It's not like in a nice way, but it is at its at its core. It is a request from this NPC to get his shit together. So I think they're they're sort of this crossroads that to, to finds himself at. And one road leads him to, like, self-pity and destruction and nothing good and literally standing on a street corner with a sign and a bell that says the end is nigh as he preaches of the, like, destruction of Alkinstar. And the other is a man who finds himself getting back at it and finding meaning in the chaos and finding a way to make things right yeah you snap him towards the ladder the, the ladder of the two choices right this is this is a man who's now quote unquote going to get his shit together and it starts by going upstairs in the ship where he finds like a single goblin tending to the engines too much of a job to keep both running at once and he sort of comes into uh, to to Nolby And sees her doing some work without even having to say a word, just grabs some tools and gets to work. And the two of them sort of work in silence as he works to find a way to fill his broken heart with something. And engineering and fixing things gives him a current way to sort of, quote unquote, get his shit together. That's what he does for the rest of the trip home.
1: Is When when that conversation happens, is Anita... I know Rafi's here and I think
3: Hal's here. Is Anita here? It depends because like after the initial conversation with uh, Halfling, like she would have started looking for Hal. And then when he would have started, you know, like moving the bodies, that's when she would have asked like, hey, can I help? And then maybe like she would have came back for that. So if that's towards like the last or like towards the end of the day, yeah. You then Anita would have been there.
1: Well, what about Kurosawana? This ends in the all here. And that goes double for you two. I'm sorry about your childhood, Refi. That's really heavy. That should have never happened to you. And I get why your first reaction to everything is put a bullet in it. But that can't continue. There's a glance in wherever the direction the like our esteemed guest is. Obviously, there are miles of nuance here that I'm not going to preach to you about the gilded gutter. You have to get your shit together, too. Otherwise, you're going to end up just like that sad sack, and you don't want that. And you, turning to Anita, I heard you in the temple, and I'm, I am thankful beyond anything that you are still standing here with us, today, and I'm very sorry that life has put you here in the first place, and I'm very sorry your life briefly ended in the course of our knowing one another. You care about your friend. I see your friend's toxic influence rubbing off on you, and you're better than that. One of the smartest minds in Alkenstar is gone, maybe forever. Fortunately, I know someone who's just about as bright. Don't go down that path. And then turns and leaves.
0: Really undersold your charisma, didn't he? She says, as you sort of start storming away.
1: Are we having this conversation in front of the prisoner? How did you get here, headbutt?
0: I assume you're being loud, so maybe she'll just lean in. But she's like, yeah, he really undersold your leadership charisma
1: and you oversold your skill with a gun shut up all right
2: yeah i imagine saruk's like yelling this at all of us like i'm near the bar where where uh the prisoner is i'm not letting her out of my sight for the rest of the trip so i I imagine like saruk is like yelling this back and forth across like the galley
1: (laughs) and Halbert. Just keep being you, I guess. I don't have any beef with you. Why are you feeding? I'm not questioning that. And then goes to find something to occupy himself.
4: You can call me Mukadis.
1: Mukadis it is. Damn it,
2: (laughs) (laughs) Rut And I hand his drink that I poured. Estri sort of leans over
0: as after, like, uh, Saruk storms off and is just like, he always...
2: Like this, I guess that's what uh, a normal life leads you to. Wouldn't know. I'm just sorry about my life, though. I'm not sure.
0: fact really undersold his ability to motivate people, I suppose.
2: Grimithak's a one-tone ass.
0: Funny stories, though. She goes back to, to coming up with her plan. Good right hook as well. Unless there's anything else, I think we sort of see... A sort of montage of the ship taking off and heading back to Alcanstar over the sort of four day trip back to the city. Yeah, four days of this sort of journey ahead of you. The ship, luckily for you, the ship's completely undamaged. There wasn't a lot of repairs needed to be made. Posawana and uh, Nolby are able to keep it afloat, keep it running nice and smooth. Farah's pretty tired. You know, she can't really stay on the Deck who wants to step up and be the sort of second pilot, new co-pilot.
1: Like Saruk will give it a go.
0: So we get shots of Saruk sort of at the helm, learning rudimentary training. Like, you know, you still don't know probably what 75% of the gadgets and gazmos, gadgets and gauges actually do here, but you know enough to keep it pointed in the right direction and how to like adjust it for like uh, the winds. And she teaches you how to sort of read the heavy wind patterns coming and to, like, rise and lower to, like, make the best time. You know, there's no check required. You just sort of learn the ropes, so to speak, enough to keep it pointed in the right direction. So with that, after four days of travel, you see it on the horizon. This giant haze of smog cloud looming far alkanstar the city of smog you can smell it before you can even see it it has a distinct odor the pollution spews into the air and you find your cells sort of watching as the your home comes into focus and gets bigger as Farrah is easily able to sort of pilot it right down into pilot square right over her bar anchor it you guys are home or on the way home hal
4: takes a different stance he stops wearing his blanket he no longer has a long sleeve shirt he just has like a the vest that's underneath his shirt and you see the the tattoos on his arms the the gears um that go from you know his shoulders all the way down to uh, upon his hands and pictures of his friends and he takes a little bit of a different persona where he is he was more reserved and kind of tried to blend in. He's no longer gonna try to blend in. He's gonna be his own KL self and he's gonna cause hell for the people who try to hurt his friends. And so he was blending in before, but now he's I think he's tired of what's been going on and and he's going to take up his namesake that he that his pack called him. And now that this is his pack, they know him for who he is and He's, he can't wait for the next meetings between the Guild of Gunners, Mugland, or any of uh, the people who try to stand in the way. At
2: least the beast.
1: Fuck yes. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I won't tell you, Jock, don't worry.
2: Yeah,
0: I think I think the lash, obviously, is you guys sort of getting off the plane and you see the new renewed, like, how, And I think maybe you guys just sort of, like, walk right in towards the camera. And I think given the time that it is already, that's probably a good place to cut this episode and pick up with what's going to happen next at the start of next week. So at at this point, narratively speaking, we we are in town. You once again have access to the entire world of supplies and purchasing things and selling off any of the treasure and loot you may have came across, buying new things. So feel free. Uh, I don't actually know. How much gold did you guys come back with?
1: Oh, so we have a wand and a ring that we need to identify. We're currently sitting checks loot. If we sell everything in the party loot, checks Weiberts' loot, which I don't think Weiberts carrying anything we want to sell, we'd get just shy of a thousand gold. I
2: think we want to keep the alchemy lab, though, right?
3: Mm-hmm. Yes, please. Also, <laughs> I don't know where the, all the um the what do you call that? <laughs> the, the torches went. Like, I think Anita got a couple.
1: There are five ever-burning torches in the party loot. There are... I might have some in my pocket. And Okay, okay I have one. Wham. I...
2: The helmet, too. We could sell the helmet.
3: Yeah. Oh, because I want to have a helmet. You don't want to keep that great fashion statement
1: for the rest of your character arc? Get a hold of Wiffle Possum. Get new art with this dope fucking fucking
3: triclops ass helmet. We can grab it back from Kosalana.
1: Yeah,
0: I'll go ahead now and like since you have a moment, we'll just identify the items that you're unsure about at this point. So one of them is a wand of widening.
1: Interesting. Ooh. Does fuck all for us, I feel like.
0: Pretty much, no. It. I think it came out of that come out of the cradle. I think it came out of the cradle. Um, clerics. And then the other thing very interestingly is called a winder's ring. And what a winder's ring allows you to do is basically if you're trying to construct or repair clockwork, you get a plus one item bonus to crafting and repairing. And also you can basically activate it and it creates a skeleton key that can be used to basically wind any clockwork device, even when you don't have the key for.
1: So is that less like hack clockwork things?
0: Yeah, pretty much.
3: That's so cool.
0: Assuming you can deactivate it, it would actually be able to. Like, So you could activate it and it would help you to deactivate any clockwork. And then you could reactivate it and basically control them, right? Because when you activate a clockwork, you give them a command, right? So,
1: Can't wait to fucking get our robot army together to go kick all the Gilded Gunners ass.
0: So (laughs) it does say you can use it. And when you use it, you make a flat check. If, If you don't, if you roll 16, if you roll less than 16, then it only can do like one a day. So it's not quite as like, it's not like creating an army necessarily, but...
1: I'll take an army over several several days. Also, it can turn into a clockwork spy. That's so fucking dope.
0: And then you can use it much like the Gilda Gunners did. So it's worth it. It's pretty valuable, right? 360 gold because it is a pretty high item, but it's also a useful item. Especially because there's a broken clockwork that Anita was trying to fix that she wasn't able to because she didn't have the key.
1: We can just talk to fucking Kosuwana. We saved all his shit. Now he can take care of Sweep Up. Fix his goddamn robot.